What's up everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the award-winning Nintendo podcast backed by 120 power star rating and the doors to episode 123 are open. I'm your host Drew Agnew and joining me as always is my uh, blue flannel wearing shirt friend, it's Bryce DeWitt. Thank you. I really did have a brain aneurysm just then. <laughs> I, I was thinking about, uh, I don't know, sleeping or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I can, I can one hundred percent relate on that. Uh, I've been making Evie eggs for the last two or three days. I'm getting tired. <laughs> I'm getting tired. It's a full time job. It is. It has full-time. been pretty much a full time job, except for the part part where I actually had to go and do my actual job today, and then I come home <sighs> and did more Evies. So. God, they just get in the way of really being productive, don't they? Uh, jobs. Yeah, work. It's not even poker jobs either. It's not like you're sending your poker. Can you just send your Pokemon to the bar and they can just serve beers? No, that'd what? be nice, yeah. Okay. Mm. I would imagine it'd be chaotic, but... Mm. Yeah. What Pokemon would you send to the bar to pour a beer? Mr. Mime. Mis- oh, because we're hilarious. Brilliant. But, uh, you know, um, new Galarian, Mr. Mime, he might freeze the pipes, might kind of cause a bit of chaos. No, uh, no, nah, regular Mr. Mime, because he can pour them invisible drinks and people can go, what the fuck? <laughs> he just mimes pouring it. <laughs> puts an invisible drink on the and, then, and and they pick it And they pick it up and it's actually like a physical thing. And they're like, <laughs> whoa! And they put it up to the lips and like, yeah, like, oh, I'm actually drinking stuff. <laughs> you don't know what beer it is, but... Uh, Invisible. Could be cow's milk. Might be a moo moo milk. No, that's true. Yeah, family, family yeah. friendly. Yeah, yeah. So this week on the show, we're going to be just talking about sort of the the Pokemon news, and it's not really a planned show, to be honest. We're sort of just uh, having fun, catching up, talking Nintendo. Yeah, nothing yeah, too just, much. Just riding the wave after last week's episode being so long, I guess. Yeah, but we're sort of just you know winding down from Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, Bryce, well, I'm in the post game as well. Bryce, you're in the post game. You have completed your Pokedex. I have. You're a Pokemon master. Congratulations. You got your certificate. You got your shiny charm, most importantly. It's the first one I've fully completed. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah. The The thing is, is uh, when I was having a conversation about it with someone, they were like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, that would be easy since they cut out, like, whatever the Pokedex. And I'm I, like... I said that. Was that me? <laughs> no, that wasn't you. Um, yeah. It was somebody, somebody in my American friends chat group. They were like, oh, well, they've cut out so many Pokemon now. It's... You know, it's probably easier shit. And I'm like, to be honest, I probably would have kept going and finished it anyway, even if it was all 910 Pokemon, because they just make it so goddamn easy. Mm. Like, yeah, they make it pretty easy in this. You can just catch like fully evolved Pokemon. Like the things you need to trade too. You know, like Dusk Noir and all that shit. It's just running around in the wild area. Yeah. It's just like, cool. That saves me a whole job. Like that. I think that was a big factor in why I never finished a Pokedex before is that they had they started to get so many Pokemon that had all those item trades or you know uh, just weird location based evolutions and just really sort of specific things to like the games that I originated in that being said Rune Reek is yeah that, that's a diff- <laughs> that's, that's an awesome evolution <laughs> <laughs> just oh yeah you know just Casually take a specific amount of damage and or over, and then uh, run under a structure. It's like cool, thanks. <laughs> it's like why? <laughs> it's a really cool Pokemon, and I want to. I, I I really want a shiny one. Mm. So I think what's, that'll probably be next on my what's list. What's the shiny color? Do you know? Uh, yeah. So the um the stones themselves are actually like a dull duller gray, but the dragon imprint is purple. Mm. And I think it has a different coloured eye, but don't quote me on that. I won't quote you. I think it has. I think it has a purple eye. Yeah, mm. I could be wrong. Um, there, there is also you know, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of miffed at the moment, I guess, because I know I know right now, uh, like Pokemon Home coming out in the future will sort of rectify this problem, but at the moment they've put Pokemon in the in the decks. That are necessary to beat it, but you can only get one copy of it, and there's only one method to get it. And if you breed them, you can't get their base form because you're in Galar, so it doesn't read it like that. Uh, I guess cover your ears for a second if you don't want to. If you don't want to know, but Persian, yeah, and, I run into the same thing. And Uh why? <laughs> Just mm. at least at least let us breed it, I guess. 
I, th- I think that's probably my biggest gripe with that. Um, mm. Yeah, you've got to go and trade in-game trade yeah. for well, the Kanto forms or the. Why put them in yeah. the po- like? Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure people looked at it and they've gone, "Oh, you know what? I would really love a Cofagricus in this game, but you can only get one <laughs> through trade at the moment, mm. uh, and you won't be able to get more until Home comes out next year, if you could be bothered pay- paying the price, which, which, which we assume is going to be a paid price and not tied into Nintendo Online, but. I, I hope it is. I, I hope nice. it. I hope yeah. it. Yeah, I hope it's tied into Nintendo Online. Um, it would just save a lot of hassle. It's another subscription service, and I know like Pokemon Bank was only like five dollars a year or some shit like that. It was yeah. really, really cheap. It's not monthly, at least. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not like some of these other things we're going to talk about as far as like the mobile game subscriptions that have come out. Yeah, yeah. True, but yeah, oh, I didn't mind it too much. It was like eight dollars Australian. Yeah. And I put it in there and I forget about it. Then I actually, yeah, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I woke up like in a real sweat. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck. I have not opened my 3DS in months and months and maybe a year at that point. And I was like, oh my God. I actually w- got up like 12 o'clock, uh, went to my drawer, got my 3DS out. 3DS dead flat, hasn't been turned on for a while. Ooh. Getting the charger out, like wait until it's got enough. I go on to it, go to Pokemon Bank. It's like, oh, it's expired like about by this amount of days. I'm like, oh God, I'm like going into it and see if, <laughs> see if they're all still there. Go to my wallet, fumbling my credit card. Ah, oh, just trying to put it in. <laughs> just take it. I don't want to lose all my goddamn Pokemon. Yeah, well, yeah. you better hope that bank integration will be in home like mm. very simply. Because, <laughs> oh boy. That's a lot of Pokemon to lose. Yeah. So what do you think is going to be in home? Do you reckon it's going to be... I'm really hoping that it's going to be more of a uh, service than, say, Bank was, where you can just keep them. I hope there's like things to do with your Pokemon. Um, obviously, we know that you can trade from Pokemon Home, so from the mobile app or the Switch app, Yeah. which I think that alone is like, wow, that is awesome. Yeah. If they add it's a, handy. Mm, yeah. If you can do like sort of maybe basic battling and stuff through that that'd be really cool too like maybe mini games with one another I don't know just like really make it feature packed then like if it is like $20 a year or something that's that could be worth it to people that actually like really are invested in these games like like what we are uh, maybe not 20 but yeah you know what I mean yeah I, I don't know um, with the current landscape of how Pokemon games are going to be operating as of now I don't think it's going to be worth it for at least another year or so when the next games come out because think about it really I'm thinking you're not going to be able to take most of them over anyway and you're not going to be able to use them anyway you'd just be storing them in another bank mm-hmm. if you've already got time on your Pokemon bank then there's probably no reason to switch over to home or if it integrates into that and you get your time over there then great but it's, it's just sort of like yeah I don't know <laughs> I don't I don't really see home's use for the foreseeable future until they release a thing where there's more Pokemon um, and you move on to the next game mm. um, but yeah I mean that's kind of the landscape we're in I think I think the thing as well is that they're gonna have they're gonna have to have all the models done for Pokemon home right surely well not necessarily because Pokemon bank that used just like the sprites you'll see if you went to your party menu mm. it didn't actually use models or <clears throat> the actual full sprites it just used that little icon for each Pokemon so I assume if they don't want to make awesome looking 3D sprites for all of these Pokemon, they will just keep it as the icons mm-hmm. or they'll just maybe pull it from Pokemon Sun and Moon or whatever and just use those because it's like, oh, bugger it, this is just to represent the Pokemon in the bank rather than doing like the full model for the game. Yeah, you know? but I mean, te- technically the models are still the same anyway, though. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it's just sort of like when you carry them over... I, I feel like they have to kind of be in that home app because I feel like if you're going to put features like trading and maybe even possibly battling, I don't know. Like, that that's a very good question is whether stuff like that's going to be in there. Yeah, I don't think it will be just because... I, I don't I, think it will be either because no. it's a selling point of the games. Yeah, but, exactly, yeah. But if... Why buy the game then if you're well, battling and trading in the yeah, home? I mean, I mean, there's purpose in buying the game still. Oh, well, obviously, because you're actually going through an adventure yeah. and doing everything, but... I almost feel like we need... Um, like a game on the Switch that is just a battle simulator where you can import your Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, Pokemon Stadium or something. Yeah, yeah. like in, in exactly in the same vein, you know, like a Battle Revolution or all that mm. stuff. I, I feel like that's that's something we probably need at this point if we want like competitive battling to sort of keep pushing on. Yeah, maybe. 
maybe just in the games, I'd like to see... Because in the Battle Tower, like, you can rent Pokemon. I'd like to see that being more fleshed out, the rental system. Because you've got, like, a choice of, like, six different parties. Yeah. With yeah. Obviously, six different Pokemon in those parties. Maybe, you know, have it like Pokemon Stadium where it's like, you know, choose your party and then, like, have, like, choices of, you know, preloaded Pokemon. Mm. Stuff like that. I reckon that could be pretty cool. Then that can just be put up onto the TV. You know, kids come over, check it out, and, like, add Pokemon, just battle. Yeah. Because that could be added to the normal game, but if they want to, <laughs> which reminds me, squeeze out to, another title, they can just yeah. I yes. need to download Showdown. Mm. I I've barely even played with Showdown. It I mean it's good. It's just a battle sim. Yeah, you can sort of play mm. with people and like the, that's the thing is that Showdown's Showdown's only going to peak more in popularity than it was already sort of. Well, it already sort of was. I mean, mm. Showdown was just a very simple way to get into Pokemon battling really simply but now it's pretty much the definitive way to get into Pokemon battling now that the dex has been cut down yeah um, I so mean, so, see something like that at home where it's just like put together a hypothetical party you know mm. learn what you might like to uh, you know training dummy simulator basically yeah just like what you might you know chuck some ideas in there see what works see what doesn't work but actually go and breed and make that team yeah I like the idea of that and having the official one that'd be pretty cool and you just do it on your phone, just like check, like, trying it out. It'd be pretty cool. I mean, I know the first Sword Shield tournament has got some pretty bizarre rules for what should technically be the selling tournament. If oh, that does makes it? sense, yeah. Mm. Like you can't use Gigantamax or Dynamax or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. I thought that'd be the highlight of it. You would think so. Yeah. But it, apparently, it's not. Um, huh. Which. Is really odd because that is like odd. Yeah. when you when you think especially Dynamax like that's pretty that's you know, standard yeah pretty much the like main push of the game I I uh, I actually through my adventure uh, without noticing until I beat the battle tower I actually found out that uh, one of the Gigantamax Butterfree I caught was like six IV it was like perfect or whatever hmm. um, but. I would have been like, hey, you could build a team around that. I mean, I, I got rid of it anyway. I ended up trading it for a 5 IV uh, ditto for Master of Breeding. But imagine if, like, a competitive player, like, put that together and was just like, I'll make a team centered around this Gigantamax Butterfree. And, like, that, that Butterfree was, like, perfect for it um, in that regard. It just would have been a really good idea. But uh, I guess because it can't Gigantamax, it doesn't really have as much use then. Yeah. And I know it only lasts three turns and whatever, but it obviously makes a huge impact on the draw of everything that's going on. Um, even, I mean, you can even tell that in Battle Tower. Just go to Battle Tower where everything's evened out, um, like with the rental teams or whatever, and then Dynamax something and see how much an impact it makes on your on your match because it does. You know, you mm. absolutely just swamp. Yeah, I really actually quite like Dynamax in compared to Mega Revolution. I think mm. Mega. What I liked most about Mega Revolution was like the the sort of room to like redesign Pokemon and give them a sort of a, a different use. But with Dynamaxing, I like the strategy it uses because like when you when it's a Mega Revolution, usually you have like one uh, Pokemon that can Mega Revolve, then that item slot is taken up by its uh, Mega Stone. Whereas with this, you can still free to use items, and it, it really like. Uh, when um, it comes down to like competitive play, it's really going to be uh, like when someone Dynamaxes compared to someone else might like really turn the tide of the battle. Yeah. Because if some someone Gigantamaxes early, like maybe too early, then their turn's over. Doesn't really do that much. Maybe maybe knocks out a Pokemon. Then the other guy's free to Gigantamax or Dynamax a few uh, turns later, and he might sweep three, yeah. <laughs> one each move. I think my I think my issue the most with Mega Evolution just being cut in general is the waste of designs. Yeah. Um, just from the pros- prospect of like, hey, they made Gigantamax designs for other Pokemon. It's like, okay, I understand why you want to get meta- rid of Mega Evolution and how you feel that, you know, add Z moves for that matter, how you feel that it doesn't really help contribute to the metagame. It's really hard to balance yeah. and all that stuff. But I mean... The assets they had, some of the stuff that they had was just awesome. You know, you're, you, yeah, you're, you're not thinking about mechanics necessarily. You're just thinking about the look of the Pokemon. Yeah, even 
Like, yeah. like you know, stuff like Scizor and that. Like the mechanics was good because, like, in some some consensus, some Pokemon really got some good beneficiary things out of it, like Kangaskhan, oh, yeah, for yeah. example. But like, just looking at it from a perspective of like, hey, Mega Gardevoir, for example, is such a cool design. And mm. I back in X and Y, I bred a route, so I had over nine hundred eggs Jesus for Christ. for a modest shiny routes. Did you get it? I did, you and did. you know what? Uh, I used it with Mega Evolution, and like the Mega Evolution is like largely unique in its design with the be- with the black dress and everything and all that, and it just it was awesome. I loved it. Um, but now <laughs> there's no reason for me to go back and get that God of War anymore. I might as well just get a new one mm. that's actually like six IV and perfect. Because back in those days, I I really did not have the patience for doing IVs or anything like that. But in it was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a shit ton of work. But in um, in Sword and Shield, it's really quite simple to sort of gauge where you're at with IVs now, mm. and it's not hard to get like a good pairing ditto either if you know how to go about it. Yeah, I I I haven't heard anyone say that it's necessarily too easy or anything like that. But just like on that like topic, like. All, all of these things for competitive Pokemon battling, I think, I think it's straightforward enough. And but it's, it's you still got to know like a fair few steps to get there. It's mm. not necessary to like you click your fingers, you go in the wild, and there's like you know a perfect Pokemon just standing there, catch it, level it up, and it's good. There are a few steps to doing it. Oh, absolutely. So, but I think I think the thing is is that if you know how to max raid battle uh, battle and you know how to sort of cheese the ditto spawn you'll easily find yourself a really good ditto mm. um and then you if you learn how to breed out you well you get a couple of dittos so a couple four iv dittos which are pretty common in comparison and then you can just sort of breed out a pokemon until its stats are good like it's got bests mostly across the board sort of thing and then you can use that as a breeding partner with a good ditto um and go from there um I mean, uh, before, like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have bothered, but at the moment, and um, I'm going to be doing something with it. If anybody's read the Twitter, that my Twitter specifically, <laughs> I currently have um, <laughs> 90, 95 IV dittos, uh, dittos, ninety five IV Eevees. Um, thirty are. Uh, special attack based so they'd be good for what, Vaporeon Sylveon Jolteon Espeon yeah and then I have 60 uh, attack based dittos with, uh, Eevees Jesus Christ I keep thinking about dittos I've been hunting dittos all, pretty much all last <laughs> week um, attack Eevees which are good for you know Umbreon Flareon uh and I've got nine of them. Uh, I've got ninety of them, and then I've got four six IV uh, six IV EVs. So they're just literally perfect for breeding. Um, if you ever want a good EV for whatever for breeding yourself, even yeah, yeah, you know. And yeah. I, I want to give all of that away because I'm literally just hunting for a shiny uh, with good IVs. But I haven't come across one yet, and I'm like these five IV EVs, uh, and and these couple of six four uh, six EVs I have, they're too good to just throw away. You know, people can actually use them; they can use them for competitive battling, and that makes some really good Pokemon. Yeah, that makes some really good evolutions. Mm. So, like, I want to give them all away, and I'm still sort of figuring out the details, but I'll uh, sort of make that work. If you want a free a free top tier EV, just Pop by my Twitter and watch the updates. I guess. Yeah, got plenty of them. <laughs> Go on his DMs, ask him. Yeah, I I just feel like uh, I know that a, a lot of people might have just picked up Pokemon Sword and Shield. This might be their first Pokemon game in a long time, and us saying like IVs, EVs, yeah, and all that. Like, what the hell are you on about? So, Bryce, what is an IV? Just an, for the okay. uninitiated. So, an I, IV is an individual value. Uh, these are determined when the Pokemon is born. And they can be manipulated through the item Destiny Knot. Mm. Um, so let's say you have... Okay, let's use a primary example. You have a Ditto that's got five IVs. Yeah, so one for each stat. So one for each stat. There's six stats. 
mm-hmm. you know hence me saying six iv five iv yeah um in in my scenario i have a ditto and if i put a destiny on, not on that ditto it will hold four to five of the parents uh ivs and move them on to the baby and then for the stats where my ditto isn't great i can switch out to another ditto do the same thing with the baby and then hopefully it will carry on those stats and eventually you build those ivs all the way up until you hit five or six and that's when a pokemon is most competitively viable because mm, it's got the best possible stats yeah it, yep. yeah for like anything yeah yeah um and then what you do with it from there is your decision uh and then you've got effort values which is a hidden stat when you uh train your pokemon you gain points in up to a cap of 512 but only was it 254 for each stat Mm -hmm. um so that also determines like the stat spread as well Mm -hmm. uh where i can't remember the exact amount of points though so um you've you can max out two stats with effort values and you can put a little bit more into a third stat yeah, but it's only like the tiniest amount. Yeah, it's only like a little tiny bit. So if you want, say, a Pokemon that you want to sweep through other teams and it's a special attacker, uh, you'll max out, obviously, special attack. You'll max out speed. And if you're like, well, I need a little bit more uh, defense because I'm weak against rock or something, you'll put it into uh, the little tiny bit more into defense because it might just make the difference maybe Yeah, that's from, it. A, from a critical hit or God yeah. knows what. But. Yeah. So that's why, like, I think the best comparison is, like, a lot of people go, oh, my Pokemon's weak when they just, like, spam it with rare candies or something like that. It's mm. because it's missing those effort values, which uh, it gains just through natural battling. Yeah. So uh, in Sword and Shield, they made it really easy to deal with effort values. If you hatch a new Pokemon, you can literally just go to uh, the last city, Winden. And you can just... They've uncapped it. It used to be that Vitamins only did uh, up to 100 effort values per. Mm. But now they've uncapped it. So you can invest 20, 250 effort values so you can buy 25 proteins. And it's just just invest them in that baby. And all of a sudden, it'll have a huge jump in attack. Yep. And it's just like EV trained like that. And um, back in HeartGold Soul Silver, I'd like... I EV trained my Pokemon. It takes it takes hours. It takes it, does. it takes a long time. Yeah. Now it takes minutes. It, yeah. And that that is that is the difference they sort of make in these games where it's like say in Gen 4 it was a mission to get a team of 6 Pokemon to yeah. uh, com- uh, competitively battle. Yeah. Now it's yeah. You write out a list of the 6 Pokemon you want, the items, uh the abilities you want, you go and get them mm-hmm. and if you've got the sort of items from Max Raid Battles and everything and you've got the money which you can farm through Max Raid Battles and Pokemon League methods and all that, you can get an awesome team together. Yeah, really quickly. Mm. Yeah, I've sort of been concentrating because I'm still uh, completing my Pokedex, but um, I just did it with the... Uh, I've been able to say, that's a post-game thing, just in case. Because we've been pretty vague with post-game stuff, but I was okay. going to say uh, something, you, a Pokemon you get from just, someone. Just vague, dis- vague description. Uh, it's a pretty obvious one. Okay. Well. <laughs> it's a pretty obvious... You know what I'm talking about. I've yeah. talked about it just before, but not say it. Yeah. In case it's a spoiler for someone. But yeah, that is a, they're the hidden mechanics in Pokemon as far as affecting stats. And you've got natures and things yeah. on top of that to affect it even more. But Yeah. Mm. But I, I feel like the game really sort of makes it a lot more entry-level, you know, I guess, yeah. accessible. The thing is, is like uh, when they had the Pokemon World Championship a couple couple years ago there was literally a kid in that world championship and and his brother was literally just pk hexing in the pokemon so literally just hacking in the like the actual rule yeah uh, rule applied stats nothing ridiculous like i'll give him 999 ivs in attack or some yeah some crap like that make him look legit yeah no yeah they were they were legit but he was just pk hexing them because at the end of the day like like you said before six pokemon Six Pokemon is really, really hard. Was really, really hard back in those mm. days to just perfectly prepare, like a minimum eighty hours worth of work. Now it's like take spreadsheets. Yeah, because what I was doing with Tyranitar is I went to Cerulean City. I went and beat Goldine. Goldine gave one effort value for attack mm-hmm. uh, to earn one. <laughs> so that mean you had yeah. to down two hundred and fifty-two Goldine. Goldine and level up. Yep. 
so that took a long time and you're just there just beating Goldine and there's probably a big pile of them just in the water yep yep <laughs> took a very very long time mm. such a long time but now it, now it's just so quick and easy yeah and it's great because it means that there's a lot more room to play around yeah and like IVs back in the day they, they were hidden they weren't a thing anyone yeah, talked no, about you couldn't that, see that was just a thing you had to sort of you had to calculate it yeah like, that's the only way you could find them out was to calculate it now they're very much a mechanic in the game just yeah. in the open yeah you go you go beat the battle you go beat uh, someone specific in the battle tower and then after you've done that you get the IV checker and it shows you what their IVs are like yeah nothing on the menu. Yeah. yeah all done yeah easy and if it says best it's perfect if it says fantastic it's like a little under perfect and then like mm. you go down the list to like very good decent uh, below average or something and then not good oh right it goes to not good yeah goes to, <laughs> goes to not good yeah. Um, so it's really easy to check that the only thing I don't really know whether there's an easy way to check it still is effort values but if you breed a Pokemon and you just do it from scratch scratch, and then you just go and immediately invest in like proteins, calciums, all those mm. vitamins, then it doesn't matter anyway because yeah. you're not going to need that EV checker. You know exactly where, you, where your time's going. Yeah. You know? If, if you want to EV train a Pokemon that you've gone through the story or something with and the EVs are just like way out of whack because you've been beating everything, mm-hmm. there are berries that can erase EVs. Yeah, I find they're prob- I, that's probably why my one absolute gripe with it is that they're very scarce because I, I actually... I've got two perfect Pokemon um, which have... I think my center... I've got a Center Scorch and a Dreadnought. My Center Scorch has one Bottle Cat... IV, which by the way, um, if for whatever reason you don't have you don't have a perfect in a specific IV, you can go to a specific NPC with a bottle cap and you can hyper train it. Um, it'll show up in the menu as hyper trained, which means that it's perfect, but you can't breed hyper trained values down to Pokemon. Yeah, it can't be yeah, passed on. Yeah, that, so that's why I'm hunting five IV, six IV, Eevee because they can be bred on. Um, but. Uh, yeah, the berries. I, I I have a Dreadnought and I have a Center Scorch. Both of them are you know perfect across the board. A couple Hyper Trains because um, they were Gigantamax catches, so yeah. they came as they came as five IV and four IV. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, all right, well I can't breed Gigantamax Pokemon, so I have to Hyper Train them. So I Hyper Train them. Um, but then uh, I went to do my Center Scorch, which is the five IV one I had. And I read something wrong when looking at recommendations and I ended up investing in speed. I don't know why, but mm. it was special defense, which is abbreviated almost completely the same. So I was like, shit. I went back uh, and used some tomato berries to lower the speed so I could put some special defense in. Yeah. Um, but I have been sort of back and forth looking for the rest of the tomato berries I need. I had like 12 on me. I've been back and forth looking for them and I can't get them. I kind of wish that berry patches were still a thing so I could just grow my own and just be done with it. Yeah, yeah, because you, you got to go to the tree and play the lotto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, That's probably the one problem I have is that if you make a mistake, you will be in for a bit of a wait before you can sort of get those Pokemon back to where you need them to be. But in saying that, my Center Scorch is still an absolute badass and he absolutely just smashes everything it touches. But mm. that, like, Center Scorch is such a cool Pokemon. Oh, I love him. He's probably my favorite this generation. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel I haven't I haven't used it yet. I'm sort of looking for a Gigantamaxable one. But mm-hmm. I really like Flapple and Appleton. Yeah. I really, oh, I love them too. I, yeah. Like, um,. When I I think there was some with the leaks. I remember watching a Jim Sterling video, mm-hmm. and this is how I actually found out about um, Appleton. Yeah. He, he just said he he was basically making fun of like the national deck thing or whatever. He's like, um, so like, my fucking Ekans isn't in the game because Ekans is his favorite Pokemon. Yeah. So he's like, you know, going on, but Ekans isn't in the game, and he said there's a fucking Apple Pokemon that he showed him on screen. That was the first time I saw the Pokemon. I was like, an Apple. I'm like, God, God damn it, Game Freak. Of course, seriously, an Apple. <laughs> but actually seeing it in game and like this Pokedex entry with like this little little dragon which can't defend itself is hiding in this Apple. Yeah. And when it evolves, it little like bursts out the Apple and it can fly, or it just becomes like a big apple pie. It's dope. <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I love it I so much. Love, I love it too. Uh, you know what the funny thing about that is? Have you seen that Pokemon stripped down? Uh, 
it, it, I had, but I forgot. It come up, it come up on, it come up on Twitter, but somebody's actually removed the apple, and you can find the dragon model okay. just by itself. What is it? It's very, very cute. Is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty much what you expect, but it's it just looks like a tiny little worm, yeah. almost with giant eyes. It's very, very cute. I love it, man. I, yeah, just absolutely adore it. No, that's the thing is a lot of the Pokemon designs. I, I remember, I think it was Velisify or something, which yeah. Uh, if you ever, if you've ever paid. Um, attention to like the Pokemon content creating community. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where this is going. Velisify is a very, very controversial person. Yeah, a bit like, of a bit of a. Yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I need to say much more than that. He's he's done some, a lot of stupid a, a lot of stupid shit, but also pretty selfish. He's he's a pretty selfish person. Yeah, and he's got really tough opinions about everything. Yeah, actually, it's funny because I um he, he's. His a uh, video for like where you can find all the Gigantamax forms. Yeah. Uh, where it came up on my thing. Oh, that's good. I need to know where a uh, flapple is because yeah. I'm I'm currently looking for one. And it came up. He said, "Oh, you can find it here." And for like, I'm like, "Cool." So I'm looking there. Never found it. I'm yeah. Like, oh well, it's pretty rare. And I watched. Uh, I went to Cerebi and also Austin John plays. He did the same thing. This is where you can find the Pokemon. Yeah. And Austin John plays pointed out that it was the one next to where I was looking. I'm like. You serious? Yeah, like shit. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not good. Yeah, so uh, but he's he he um had like a big controversial opinion during the leaks phase, where he was just like, I do not like any of the Pokemon in this genera- generation. Pretty much, like this thing is stupid. This thing is stupid. This thing is stupid. And uh, he's somebody who I largely disagreed with in Gen Five as well. Um. And he basically said, this is the most disappointing generation generation since Gen 5. I'm like, well, first of all, Gen 5 was not a disappointing generation. And second of all, I love a lot of these Pokemon. I think a lot of them are great in design. I think a lot of them have um, some really unique stat spreads even. And just like, I, I want to see more of what they can do as the competitive scene evolves. Because um, mm. we all know what happens when you put creative minds in charge of Pokemon you get people that put out Pachirisu <laughs> with me first and Draco Media <laughs> yeah yeah just like crazy setups crazy shit mm. you know like that's the thing um and I guess just design wise like I get it uh they probably won't be everybody's cup of tea uh because they're more light hearted I feel than they have been um in some of the previous generations obviously with like big old apple pie for example um and some of them <laughs> oh, i can't wait to play through shield and uh have an apple pie yeah. yeah and i was thinking about like who i want to put on my team for shield mm. and it's just like it's still all new pokemon like the, I, I really want to touch all of these new pokemon and like not you know <laughs> i so, want to touch them no, no we're, not, we're not getting creepy here bryce but you know yeah not like, get a feel for them train them see what their quirks are oh yeah i re- yeah. really like um, I, was, I was saying to you, I'm like, I think the only one I don't like is Wooloo. <laughs> yeah, and everybody loves Wooloo. And and especially its evolution, because, you know... It, this- it could, it, look, I, I think we had a discussion about this yeah. last night. I, I think I think that comes down to a lot of like, fucking hell, I work with sheep all the time. Well, the, this, 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 yeah, this is the thing. It's uh, currently shearing season, you know, you go in, you, you know, you go into your pen to grab your sheep out and shear it. You know, you see... If I saw a wooloo, I'd be like, "Oh, well, that that looks like a comb, nice." And basically, what what a sheep combing means is just how easily your handpiece runs through the wool and yep. get comes off. And wooloo, nice clean animal. I'm sure it won't kick; it just rolls. You know, just real easy, nice fluffy wool. Uh-huh. It's evolution. If that was in my pen, I'd fucking throw up. I hate that evolution it's got, so much. It's got black wool in it, and black wool you can't dye it, so it's useless. No one will buy it if there's black wool in a fleece or a bale. Uh, you know, it's going to devalue the wool. So just all the black wool. It's got tusks. A fucking sheep of tusks. I couldn't imagine anything worse. I, I try and avoid all the ones with horns. They're like tusks. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. It's just a vile looking animal. I, I really... <laughs> that's the thing is like... I, I suppose the closest comparison is... Um, uh, Go-Goat and it's... So I really liked Go-Goat. Yeah. yeah it, like, but I'm saying like Go-Goat and it's pre-evolution... What's it called? Fucking stop goat. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten too. But anyway, um, 
I feel I feel like that that made a very natural progression path, and it sort of just got like bigger and looked more like it was meant for carrying people, sort of thing. Wooloo! what the fuck? Why did you go from like something that's friendly and shearable to something that looks like if it rolled into me, it would fucking gut me? Why? Mm. Why? I feel like a lot. Why of, was that necessary? A lot of people don't look at this thing and go, "Oh, will this be a nice combing sheep to shear." Yeah, probably, probably uh, that's not the qu- quite the uh, normal thing. And a shiny wooloo, it's all black. Got to yeah. throw it away. Got to throw that fleece away. Mm. What's so special about that? Nothing. I mean, I don't have a problem with wooloo, whether it be shiny or non-shiny. I just have a problem with its evolution. I don't get why. I forgot its name even. I can't remember its name either. Big old wool. <laughs> I, I forgot. Hop had one on his team, and I can't remember it. Yeah. I just, I just don't care that much about it. <laughs> it's probably the one, one Pokemon where I'm just like, no thanks. <laughs> I'll be right. <laughs> oh, I'll be, I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll pass. Oh well. Any other Pokemon you like? I'm just gonna look up uh, its name because you know we, 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 we can't leave, we can't leave it here, Bryce. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot I like and want to touch on, but um, I suppose my choices on double, double. There you go. Yeah. God, it's a hideous looking thing. Yeah. Why has it got tusks? I don't know. And black wool. And- it's got horns too. It's got huge horns. Yeah, yeah. I don't, know how I, f- I don't know how I feel about it at all. I don't know. No. I don't know if there's a U form. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, man. They shouldn't have horns that big. U's? No. No. S- some poor breeding in Gala, I tell you what. No, yeah, yeah. Mr. Mom's a tap dancer. Yeah. This yeah. is fucking thing with. Oh, I don't know how I feel about it at all. Um, I, in terms of new Pokemon, I think uh, I'm sort of like holding off on exactly what I'm going to say is like, oh, that's that's like the best. These these are designs that I absolutely love and these are designs that I'm kind of like met on or whatever it may be. I do pretty much like all of them, but the only one at the moment, because, because I use it constantly for... A multitude of reasons. I use it for Battle Tower. I use it for egg hatching. I use it yeah. for all that. It's Center Scorch. Yeah. It is the Pokemon I've invested the most time in, and I haven't really invested much in anything else at the moment. Um, but like some notable noticeable things, I suppose, is like uh, Rune Regis, which I really do want a shiny of that. I think it looks awesome. Um, I would like to. I'm kind of interested in Duraludon and what I can do with it. Uh, even though it's like a very sort of basic Pokemon, probably not the best best designed dragon in this game. Honestly, no. There's a lot of dragons in this game. Some like, very cool dragons too. Absolutely, a ton of them. Like they gave a lot. Actually, I'll I'll bring that up in a minute. But like Dragapult is cool. I like mm, Dragapult. Uh, yeah. It's a very interesting pseudo legendary design, um, and I uh, would love to use it in double battles and see how it holds up. Um, yeah. Uh, but in terms of in terms of dragons, real quick, there are a ton of dragons in this game, like absolute huge amount. There was a whole bunch brought in with Galar decks. Um, You're then, talking about just like not just new ones, not but, just new ones, yeah, but okay. like you've yep. got Comma O, uh, the Axie Lion, you've got Gudra, mm-hmm. you know, Flygon, yeah, Flygon. There's a lot of dragons in here, and the thing is, is like I know you don't like Comma O too much. I'm not a huge fan, but I got. I don't particularly have anything against him or anything, but no. yeah. I, I I actually do kind of like his design. I don't really like his first two evolutions too much because I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. It, mm. It's it's not like Dratini and Dragonair where I'm just like, oh yeah, I can see this happening. Comma-O just completely changes. But um, they gave Comma-O a lot of love. They gave him a new move um, and they sort of gave him a new battle flow with that uh, new move in tow. Oh, okay. I didn't hear about the new move. What's the new move? Um, Clangorous Soul. Okay. So he had Clangorous Scales before, but... Yeah. Um, they he... got rid of it? That's gone? Is I'm it? not sure. I'm not sure, but he did get... Like, Clangorous Soul is a new buff move for him. They're like, that was the um, defining thing of Komo being in the in these games, I guess. He got a, he got a brand new signature move. Um that's cool which is yeah. awesome uh, and like I'd be interested I'd, I'd actually be genuinely interested in giving him a go now or um, again with these new moves like Life Dew and stuff like that I'm really interested in setting up the Sylveon to be like a double battle and raid specialist for you know medic or whatever trying to fucking keep those stupid ass NPCs alive <laughs> you know like I feel like I could pass a lot of raid battles by myself if I just literally kept them healed because they <laughs> 
you know well yeah a gigantamax uh battle came up and uh, the servers were down for maintenance i'm like Ugh. yeah right so i just gave it a go didn't stand a chance i'm like what yeah. gigantamax was it oh what's the ground snake Oh, Sandaconda. Sandaconda. I've killed so many of those goddamn things solo now. There was a point where I was trying I could, to farm. I couldn't do it. it, it just kept, they kept on knocking out my CPUs. I'm like, oh, bugger. Before I knew Ditto's were cheesable, uh, well, uh, max rates in general, general were cheesable, I legitimately just went between the Ditto and the Charizard spawns trying to spawn both. And I had three or four Sandacondas up on my wild area at one point. I'm like, I have five of these in my boxes. I don't need more. Because I could just solo them all the time. I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to have a few. And then yeah. all of a sudden, I'm like, why can't I hold either the, all these sandacondas? They're just falling out of my hands. <laughs> They're like spitting sand at me because they don't like it when I touch them. And it's like, God damn it, sandaconda. <laughs> Christ. Oh. Do you have the Gigantamax uh, form, though? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, no, that, that, that's what I mean. I've been... Oh, you've got heaps of them. Heaps of them. Oh, right. Heaps of them. Yeah, but... I've only seen that one. Really? That's the only one that's come up and, yeah, servers were down, so I'm like, all right, well, I'll try the CPUs. You know, they all, they're all useless. I, I, I have killed so many at this point, it's absolutely jarring. Oh, well, you're obviously a legend and I'm a bit of a fuckwit, obviously. No, uh, I think it's probably more down to the fact that um, Inteleon seems to be really good at just smashing that thing down could yeah. just be me but he is must really have low just... defense or something yeah no, low no, special defense it sorry. actually does have low special defense now that I think about it yeah so it probably something to do with that because I was using um, Rillaboom yeah Rillaboom so yeah. yeah would have been a bit better against that yeah yeah yeah. so uh, that would probably explain a lot mm. I would imagine I absolutely smashed that thing down yeah. I've got <laughs> I've pretty much I, I've got this I've got this Dreadnought as well where I'm sort of just like oh yeah it's perfect and I could use it for competitive battling but in reality I've set that thing up just to smash down Charizard and raid battles oh my god that thing will destroy Charizard oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so you know just G-Max it and then use its friggin thing once like it's G-Max move once and then just rock slide the entire time mm. like I've got a Dreadnought pretty much just specifically set up for smashing that down um so yeah, that and Center Scorch, I guess. I feel like I know I know Dreadnought's kind of like sword timed not exclusive, but uh timed rate increase at the moment. But that thing is like the perfect entry level Pokemon to Gigantamax raids because it smashes down so much. Mm. Center Scorch, Charizard, or Beetle. <laughs> just absolutely whips them. Yeah, just good good yeah typing oh yeah fantastic typing water rock can't really go wrong mm. you know I mean obviously it doesn't stand a chance against some things and even like center scorch I say I say like I can smash him down but he can smash me down just as easy too because sometimes uh, the G-Max center scorch will have power whip right so <laughs> He's like, oh, fuck. double weakness you know <laughs> yeah god damn it but um, yeah doesn't like grass tops oh no <laughs> no but if I if I give myself uh some, something nice like a rocky helmet at least get some recoil damage but, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it sounds like we're you know enjoying the post game yeah absolutely a week later mm. yeah. yeah talking a lot of Pokemon I, I feel like it's all I've been it's all I've been playing so it's all I've you know all I sort of want to talk about I don't really want to play anything else no. I'm sort of in this stage um Chantel's uh, mum actually said what do you want for Christmas I'm thinking like oh well I want a game because I'm a gamer I get games for Christmas and I haven't <laughs> And there's obviously a lot of games that came out in November. I'm like, oh, you know, I would like to play. Um, actually, w- once I, you know, in the st- I'm in the stage of Pokemon where I'm just like, you know, shiny hunting casually, got a team together, you know, all that stuff. Um, I would actually like to play Death Stranding, and like you know, play some of these games that we have, haven't got the touch just yet. Mm. Jedi Fallen Order and stuff. But at the moment, it's just sort of like, oh, I just I don't want to play anything else. So I'm, I've been waiting for Pokemon all year. I, I'm not gonna play it for like just a week just a couple of weeks just a month and just like let it go because fuck it's been a long year just waiting for this goddamn game yeah and putting up with all like you know the shit around it yeah you know whatever side you're on it's like god I'm just just over it <laughs> yeah you just want to play the game <laughs> just play the game and, and you know thankfully the game's bloody fun well yeah, yeah. speaking of fun Bryce well that's not something that's been a fun but speaking of Pokemon uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield has become the, the, the fastest swelling Switch game full stop 
It's uh, sold six million copies, and it, so that's beaten Super it's been Smash. Been a week and a half too. Yeah, yeah, and that's beaten Super Smash Bros, which was um, had the title, and that was at five million copies in the week mm-hmm. uh, last year. So, well done, Pokemon. I guess. Yeah, well done. I didn't really expect any less <laughs> well. necessarily. Like I knew it was going to go good. I don't know whether it was going to beat a record or anything, but it's going to be pretty obvious that uh, it's going to be a high selling game. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. Because um, uh, let's go uh, in the same time span that sold three million. Let's so it'll it'll smash out. Let's go out oh, the yeah. charts by the end of Christmas. Yep, for sure. Yeah, well, it's already at six, and uh, let's go was that eleven point something? Yeah, last time we talked about sales. Yeah, yeah, yep. No, yeah. Oh. yeah. In, in the UK, so I was like, I was looking at it today. But Pokemon Sword was number one. Pokemon Sword, just Pokemon Sword by itself. Mm. Then it was Jedi Fallen Order at number two then it was shield <laughs> then it was shield at number three yeah. and then at number seven it was the dual pack which was considered as a separate skew yeah so holy shit yeah Pokemon <laughs> dominated it so yeah just one version of basically three skews uh, yeah I think was the best selling game I think I think the vocal minority on the internet because we were we were talking about it but in the time frame that sort of happened it hasn't sold as much as uh, Sun and Moon hmm um, do you think? Do you think maybe that could be not so much because of the install base of the 3ds, but because of maybe the internet outcry that has been cancelling their shit? Um, what What was the difference? I guess Pokemon Go. So that was Pokemon Go craze throughout all of 2016. I guess so. Because you know Pokemon Go, obviously everyone knows about it. It was bloody huge, and I think that a lot of people bought you know their first Pokemon game in a long time because of like oh they got back into it got familiar with the characters again like I I know a couple of people that didn't play you know X and Y and all that before from when it got Sun and Moon so I think that's got a lot to do with it and also you know there was a lot more 3DS's but I think just the excitement around Sword and Shield you know the Switch has a fair few units out there like it's not a small amount no and like the hype leading up to it was you know pretty big finally a console game mm. so yeah yeah, never, never been a mainline console RPG mm. till now. So. It'd be interesting to see, what, say, well, apart from Colosseum and DX, but yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the next generation of Pokemon is, where whether um, it will be bigger again, whether they step it up again, like all of like the sort of graphic and um, animation sort of um, critiques people have about it, if they maybe step that up and fix that and make pe- people actually sort of go wow yeah I really I really do hope they fix that stuff up next year mm. and like look well, I well, it won't be next year but well you know it'd be nice if they do next year it, <laughs> you say that but uh, considering what happened with the, the last mainline Pokemon releases don't be too surprised if no no no, no. they'll release a game next year, next year yeah right they won't fix it next year that's what I'm saying uh, I don't, uh, don't reckon they'll fix it next year Look, I think um, if they want to avoid criticism, they're going to have to fix it next year. At least the mm. graphics and the niggly tiggly bits and all that stuff and introduce something that's uh, worth people's time and not just two new Ultra Beasts that now ruin connectivity between Sun and Moon and you know Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, just talking about like Ultra Beasts and Legendaries and the National Dex cut... The one cut I am actually a little bit like I'm actually pretty positive on mm-hmm. it's just the legendaries just cut a large amount of the legendaries out so now um, a fair few there are a fair few legendaries in the code still yeah that will be reintroduced through home and probably max raid battles and stuff and events but having a lot of them cut I'm like you know that's not too bad because it was getting pretty dominated by like a certain set yeah who are gone now so that is the positive as far as I'm concerned well the competitive game is going to go through a massive change next year when those mm. like 40 Pokemon are coming back in some form yeah like you're going to see a lot of those legendaries come back and they're going to be come back, coming back into the competitive scene and to be honest it's going to be irritating as fuck mm. I actually be- wish those legendaries weren't coming back yeah so do to I to an extent if, if they're going to make the cut they've made the cut but then they're still bringing back like a bulk, of, like a bulk of legendaries, and they're they're going like, to be oh. competitive, and it's going to be very annoying because like the thing is, is like, 
competitive is great now because it's sort of like we're cut off from that rest of it and we don't have to worry about legendaries whoever's got whatever now is going to be there but as soon as that sort of pops back in that's when the legendaries are going to come back that's when the metagame's going to shift again and <clears throat> then whatever semblance of balance that they were talking about when they were making this game is just going to be thrown out the window mm. I wish it was just the three in this game I, I do too may as well like you've got Mew in there obviously that that was well known for and, the Pokeball Go Plus, but and look, it, it's not it's not because I'm like, oh hey, uh, I don't want the legendaries in this game, and I don't want to see them in there. It's the fact that we're going to have you know three months or so of just like completely raw, fresh new Pokemon. We're going to go into competitive battles with new teams and all that stuff. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden it's going to be like, well, we're back, you know, mm. uh, legendaries everywhere. Mm. Mm. so oh well. yeah oh well yeah. so yeah Pokemon selling well I bought three versions of the fucking game so yeah certainly is so I don't know how. I wonder how many people do that I dare say there's a fair few yeah that like and if you sort of people like me or you know, big fans who buy both games because obviously I bought one copies of one copy of Smash Bros yeah then like yeah so I think really at the end of the day there's probably more people who bought Smash Bros that one week. Yeah. Yeah. Without without certainty. Yeah. But Nintendo's tactics work. So. <laughs> All right, Bryce. I want to go through some of the uh, nominations at the Game Awards. Uh, I don't want to go through every single list, but there are some notable Nintendo games and uh, games that have been on Nintendo hardware that I would like to bring up. Um, so the main one from Nintendo for Game of the Year is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. This came out in December, actually the same day as the Game Awards last year. Yep. So now it's eligible for this year and it's been nominated for Game of the Year. And it's going up against Control, Death Stranding, uh, Resident Evil 2, uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, and The Outer Worlds. So um, I'll be honest, I haven't had that much experience with any of these other games. I've heard a lot about them through the podcasts and reviews and all that I follow. Yeah. But... Um, this year, I've sort of just... I sort of... um, Really, since the Switch came out, I've been taking a step back from my PlayStation and that just because I'm just happy with the games on Switch, to be honest, and the way it fits into my lifestyle of just taking it on the dock and playing it and yeah. all that. So, I don't play as many games as I used to. I used to like buy like... Shit tons. Yeah, yeah shit and tons. I mean, I, mean, I, did, I did too, yeah. Now, I've sort of like taken a step back and... um. I still buy my some some PC games and stuff, but I think I've just slowed down on console mm. releases for the most part. Because like looking at this game of the year, Outer Worlds, um, I've got that installed on my laptop and it won't open for some reason, but I am keen to play it. Yeah. Um, Resident Evil Two, keen to play that, and I see that's twenty five dollars on the Black Friday PS um, store sale. So I'm like, yeah, I should probably get that. Uh, Death Stranding, talked about it before. Going to ask for it for Christmas from my, uh, I guess, kind of mother in law. I don't know, whatever you call it, your girlfriend's mum. <laughs> uh, yeah. and control um, I would like to play it but money time probably won't play it yeah that's yeah. right so yeah I can't I can't say well Smash is the only fucking game I've played so I can't say that it's better than these other games I can't either but um, I think but, I think just the amount of overwhelming support Smash has seen uh, even past its sort of initial it's it's almost a year old um, so just pushing on past that and just like the the amount of support the di- the quality of the DLC is really good and all that stuff I feel like um, and the fact that it's it's pushed so much that they're making even more than they or- originally intended mm. I think for me is just like boop whereas um, Control I haven't played but it does look cool and I want to give it a go obviously I haven't played it Death Stranding has sort of come down to a critical review of like well shit you know like this is a really cool idea in prospect but the problem is is this game Death Stranding playing it offline has no purpose and serves absolutely nothing for the most part because the game is about connecting with other people that's why you play it online yeah but people that don't play it online are gonna get fucking nothing out Mm. of it it's like uh, (laughs) back on the farm I played Journey offline yeah, <laughs> I thought it was fun, but it kind of beat the point of the game. It's exactly. like a similar thing. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's the yeah. same thing. And Journey got high scores as well. And Journey was awesome, and but it, yeah, I didn't play with anyone. <laughs> yeah, but like that's the thing is, it's just like uh, I think it's a lot more complicated than Journey in terms of that. Oh, of sort of, of exploration thing. So yeah. it's sort of like 
hang on. <laughs> it's like, this is a first strain type game. I was like, oh, is it? Anyway. Um, but it is really just a case of like, I feel like there's a there's a split divide there of like, if you can't play this game online, then it's going to mean nothing to you. And if it comes up at the Game Awards, you're going to be like, why? Because they don't really explain... <laughs> the one guy watching the Game Awards who doesn't have the doesn't have internet has <laughs> played Death Stranding. <laughs> no, yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, I guess, I guess we can. They'll get an announcement and, you know, somebody will really be like, oh, who won the best game of the year? It's like Death Stranding did. It's like, why? <laughs> it's like, that game to me was literally just like, I have to walk to, from place to place. But obviously when you play it online, it opens up. It's like, oh, you can make a bridge together. And then all all of a sudden the game gets a little bit easier and stuff like that. I I think I think it's got cool ideas, but unfortunately it's the type of thing where it's just like, well, those cool ideas you have to be online to utilize them. If you were playing it at home, you are somebody that pays attention to that shit, and you'd be around at my house if you were still living out at the farm. You'd be around at my house watching the game awards, and then you'd be like, why did Death Stranding win? Because he's like <laughs> sitting there playing it at home, you know, and you're like. Why? What's? Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. I'll be I'll be sitting at home playing it on like the one point zero um, patch. Yes, no patches. Like be buggy as hell. Yeah, uh, I'm like, oh, this didn't even run on my PlayStation. Why to win? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. just sort of like I think that's one of the things. There. I think the I think the case for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate um, is that just like the lead up to that game was huge. Yeah, um, yeah. Death Stranding had a you know a similar lead up. People were sort of like scratching their heads, wondering what it was. But Lee's like you know Control, you know Sekiro, they're fantastic games. Heard great things about them. I'm sure I would enjoy them if I got my hands on them. Yeah. But the lead up to Super Smash Bros. and you know I'm a bit biased because I am in the center of the hype. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to see out of it. Like yeah, other people it. looking in would be like, oh well, Sekiro had a lot better lead up to Smash Bros. I didn't give a shit about Smash Bros. You know, it's pretty. You got fans of each genre. Sekiro, I think, is a good candidate. But yeah, yeah. anyway. Oh, it's all, they're all good candidates. So, yeah. But like the lead up to Super Smash Bros. was absolutely massive. And it was. Just like the, the amount of content that was put into that game, the amount of love that was put into that game was just massive. Yeah. And the fact that it was being, it's been supported all throughout this year as well. Yeah, yeah. Like it came out late last year and, you know, there's been no stopping to no. the support for this game. No, and there's going to be even more support. So it's sort of like, well, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's an excellent fighting game. There, there were, a few, there are a few characters where we're like a bit disappointed, and to the point where we don't use them anymore. Yeah, the main one being Zero Suit Samus. It's kind of like, oh, you kind of ruined this character. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but like for the most part, the characters were made better, and the mechanics were a lot better. Like all the small things, even. Yeah. Just like the the way you get knocked out, and sort of with the scoreboard for like one on ones and everything. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Mm, really good. Mm. So yeah. I would like to see Smash Bros win, but I think any of these, if they get called up onto the stage, it's like awesome. Good on you. Mm-hmm. Bryce is tapping his wrist, saying, yeah, "I am tapping my wrist." Unfortunately, I'm gonna sort of make it. I'm right. gonna, I'm gonna make it quick. Yeah. All right. So I'm just gonna, I'll just go through sort of the uh, the genres there, or the c- categories there. No, no in. doubt. The week leading up, we're going to be talking about these things anyway. So we'll go through them now, and then I think yeah, we'll yeah, have a yeah. we'll have a further discussion on them when it's close. Yeah. Come uh, December. Yep. So action adventure, uh, The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening is nominated. Yep. Made by Grezzo. Art direction: Link's Awakening is nominated once again. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which That's is cool. Makes, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it's going up against uh, Control, Death Stranding, uh, Grez, uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts, uh, Sekiro: uh, Shadows Die Twice. Yep. Cool. It's a very different looking game to all of those. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> which is, is awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, nothing in auto design nothing in community support which is fair enough they don't really have an ongoing game no uh, the content creators of the year I actually read this out so there's Courage uh, who is Jack Dunlop yep. uh, Dr. Lupo Benjamin Lupo uh, Ewok Lupo's uh, a cool guy yep uh, Gref G is that how you pronounce that? G-R-E-F-G is it just Gref G? Gref G I guess yeah yeah and uh, Shroud so I've heard of that some of these guys but I'm not Shroud and Lupo are probably the yeah. most I pay attention to I can't say I follow any of their content but Shroud's cool I yeah. like Shroud because there's always been one person nominated for this where I'm like oh I know you yeah. no one else like you know Boogie or whoever it might yeah. be I'm like yeah I know you yeah. I'll vote for you Yeah. or Andrew Renee or Greg Miller back in 2015 I'm like yes yeah. I know you I know them <laughs> yeah. 
esports coach. I don't think there's a yeah. anything Nintendo on that. No, nah, no way. <laughs> It'd all be league coaches, probably. Yeah, unless someone's been yeah a Splatoon coach. Would you would you make a good Splatoon coach? You reckon? Fuck no. <laughs> well, this is a funny one. So, uh, family game for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. And there are five nominations, and they're all Nintendo games. Of course. It's kind of it's kind of a weird thing because of course n- Nintendo just fills that niche. Yeah. yeah. So Luigi's Mansion Three, Ring Fit Adventure, Super Mario Maker, Super Smash Bros Ultimate, and Yoshi's Crafted World. Super Smash Bros Ultimate's got that. No question. <sighs> I think it does too. It's like you know you're voting for it. People aren't going to vote for Luigi's Mansion or Ring Fit as, Adventure as good as, as good as Luigi's Mansion was. Yeah. It's, but what angle do you come from do you just look at these games and go which one's the best one or do you say if you have a kid with you which one are you going to sort of Smash Bros uh, yeah well, that's the thing so like, <laughs> yeah that's right uh, final game um, Super Smash Bros is going up against uh, Mortal Kombat 11 of course Jump Force Dead or Alive 6 <laughs> yeah Smash has got that yeah one. Smash is going to smash it yep absolutely oh. uh, fresh indie game Oh, House House is nominated for Untitled Goose Game. That's totally going to win that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no question. So, so yeah, so there's Grez. Uh, f- my, oh, f- um, my friend Pedro is there. Yep. Uh, the Outer Wilds and uh, Disco Asylum. I haven't heard of that one, Disco Asylum. No, I haven't either, actually. Sounds cool, actually. <laughs> Disco Asylum. It's a cool name. Uh, nothing in art, uh, game direction because Nintendo has no direction in their games. Let's just face, <laughs> let's just face it, people. Does Miyamoto know how to make a game? No, I don't think so. And independent game. Nintendo games aren't independent. House House is there again for Untitled Goose Game, though. Nice. Oh, Katana Zero is nominated. Oh, wicked. Awesome. That is a f- sick game. I love it. Still that haven't game. played it. <laughs> I'll get around to it, though. I've put, like a, I've put like three hours into it. Yeah. I really want to put more into it. I just... Uh, yeah. Haven't, haven't got no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tetris 99 is nominated for multiplayer game, which is going up against Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare, Tom Clancy's The Division 2, Borderlands 3, and Apex Legends. <laughs> Apex Legends is going to take that out. I reckon that or Borderlands. Oh, no. No, I actually think Apex will take it out because it's more. People loved The Division at the start of the year, too. They did as well, but it kind of just fizzled off. I feel like Battle, yeah, Royale, Battle Royale will take the cake again. Unfortunately. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, narrative. Nintendo doesn't uh, do narrative, so they're not there. <laughs> put the finger up at me. I, I am joking, bro. I, I was just... I was pointing at your Mac. Don't worry. Oh, I thought you just put the finger up at me. I thought you just went like that. No. You're like, oh, Pokemon's a great story. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't start. If you, if you listen to a spo- don't start. If you listen to a spoiler discussion last week, uh, you'll know. Uh, score and music. So Cadence of Hyrule is nominated. Yes. So that's going up against. That's getting a vote. <laughs> Death Stranding, Devil May Cry, Cry Five, Kingdom Hearts Three, and Sonara White Hearts. Uh, Devil May Cry Five or Cadence of Hyrule by far. Those are my picks. Yeah, those uh, especially DMC who had sick music. Oh yeah, shit yeah. The theme song was amazing. Um, sports? No, nothing in sports. A strategy game oh here we go well you can have a guess what's nominated in this Fire Emblem Three Houses hell yeah boy and it's gonna get it too it probably will it's gonna for, get... for, the, for the record just real quick that should have been in, that should have been in sound design mm. or score or whatever you want to call it that should have been there some people are also sort of uh, scratching their heads of why it's not in the game of the year but um, the games in game of the year are very strong so Oh look, I, I I don't I, I didn't expect it to get up there with all the possible nominations that were going to be there this year, but should have been definitely in score. Mm. It's got some of the best music that I've enjoyed all year. Anyway, mm. and a VR and AR game, uh, Labo VR. Ugh. I'm, okay. I'm I'm joking. It's not there. Of course, uh, it's not fucking there. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> I'll just see what your reaction was going to be. And that's it. That's the nominations. That's what the Nintendo is nominated in. Awesome. So what I think what we should do is leading up to the Game Awards, we should pick out all these games and talk about them. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. That's a great idea, bro. Sweet. Look at that organization live on the podcast. That's yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right, Drew. All right, Bryce, you got to get home to your yeah, missus? Yeah, no, I've got to go pick them up. Oh, you got to pick them up. Yeah, that's why I'm in a rush. All right, uh, Bryce, Bryce, before you go, mate, before you go, where do they find you on Twitter? 
at Ivy Ruben. And you can find me, Anod Ruby, and you can find the show at the House of Mario. Uh, if you'd like to discuss Pokemon and all these games with us, join our Discord. There's a link in yes. the show notes. Bryce is getting up. He's he's going, ladies and gentlemen. He's off. Going. I'm going. Bryce. Uh, so, everyone, yeah, thank you very much for listening to House of Mario episode 123. Uh, this week's Nintendo Jukebox is... Uh, we haven't decided. Haven't decided. Here it is. Enjoy. There's a link in the show notes going to support the artist. Love yeah. you very much. Absolutely. Bye-bye, Bryce. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.